the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is. And welcome back as we head into our third hour. Open lines Friday. Open lines for you. 602-508-0960. Anything you want. We were talking a little bit about the fallout uh, from the anniversary, if that's what you want to call it, the uh, one-year date uh, commemorating marking January 6th from a year ago, uh, the dispute between Ted Cruz and, um, and, and Tucker Carlson. And uh, some of you and maybe not some of you, um, but uh, feel free to call in on that or anything else on your mind. We had a memory to Sidney Poitier, uh, just Poitier just a few uh, moments ago before the break. And uh, what a loss. Yes. Uh, what a great long life uh, he lived. And I think my favorite movie of his is Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. It's an interesting <laughs> – that movie would not be made today. Uh, I'm trying to remember what year it was. I want to say 1968-ish, give or take. I'm pretty sure it didn't hit 70, somewhere in the 60s. Uh, but um, feel free to give us a call with whatever's on your mind. It looks like our lines are filling up, but we'll just go from the most uh, uh, long on hold to the most recent. Doug in Maricopa. Hello, Doug. Well, good afternoon, Seth. Another really great show. I want to thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yep. Um, you know, a couple things. I do want to get into uh, Ted Cruz, but <clears throat> I think there was that angry gentleman who almost, by the way, I want to apologize for my voice. I'm getting over laryngitis. Oh, okay. Not good for radio. Not good for radio. <laughs> I well, I don't know. Some know. people like that kind of voice. It did wonders for Rod Stewart, after all. <laughs> and Jack Kemp. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so I, I think... It, what we're seeing his you know the fact that he was so frustrated and and uh angry i'm i'm kind of there with him but not in this sense i i view the defense of the republic in civility in the fighting in fighting politics you know politically having good strategies and uh, as importantly as more or even more importantly strategically funding uh uh trumpian candidates throughout the U.S., um, not the established ones. So that's my line of attack is I think, it, you know, it can be very productive and even more powerful. But I understand his frustration because if you look at the, Demo- the leftist full-court press and every avenue, every one of them, every one of the Democrats anywhere always has the talking points. They don't answer the question. They talk the talking point. Mm-hmm. The narrative moves forward because they continue the narrative. And, um, and we don't. We cower. We're gutless. So it's like we're gelded. And, and we don't have we, – we talk uh, very highbrow elite points. I love listening to Hugh Hewitt in the morning because he'll have – Hillsdale, they'll get on there, and we'll. I listen. To, I love listening to Shake about Shakespeare and uh, Henry the Fourth this morning. 
But did but he do Henry the Fourth this morning? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. You know, but All right. I just thought I'm going to do Chaucer. We're going to have Chaucer Mondays. Okay. Yeah, I okay. just got it. It's okay. just, it was radio heaven. Right. It was radio heaven for right. me. You know, but but it's not the street fighting we have to do to go nose to nose. And so this gets me to Ted Cruz. Yeah, I was just going to say that's a great setup for the Ted Cruz question, isn't it? Because they're, right. to my yeah. mind, let me let me feed this to you and you can destroy me with it if you want or whatever. <laughs> I don't care. But let me feed yeah. this to you. Yeah. Because when I think of those of uh, on our team that have the ability and have shown that they can and will go nose to nose as hard as the other guys, Ted would be on my list. Oh, Ted would. And again, you've heard me brag several times. When I try to make the point that we aren't patriots if we're conservative, if we go to church and we love freedom. Yeah. Loving freedom is different than saying you're a patriot. A patriot is willing to fight for the freedom. I agree with that. If you just want the benefits of the freedom, yeah. you're no patriot. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a bystander. You're you a residual know, beneficiary a of better men than yourself, as John Stewart Mill we're put it. We're freezing our toes off at Valley Forge, yep. and you're sitting in the city... Uh, sucking up to the British, hoping yep. they lose. Yep. You know, we are kept safe our, by better men than ourselves, our John Stuart Mill movement. said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, want, we think we're closer to God because we talk sweet <laughs> even though, Even though we allow abortion to go unassaulted because we want to uh, go into their favors. Now, with Ted Cruz, yeah. I, I, whenever I make that, we have to go at We have to have a more aggressive yeah. stance. I, I I say that I'm very proud that I I gave him monthly contributions yeah, yeah, yeah. while he went up against the establishment. Yeah. I would do it again. I get I would it. do it again. I but it. here's the thing: yeah. he has to pay one hell of a price. Yeah. Because what you have to understand, and what I think many of us out in the field are, is the context of what was going on. Yep. He was. This was not in the middle of the summer when they were talking Beach Boys in the news. Right. This was in a full out assault of January sixth. In every avenue, they were attacking. Not their, Trump is a is an incident. Uh, totally agree. This was supporters. against all of us. This was a Reichstag thing. Trump yeah. supporters. Yeah, you bet. You're darn right. You bet. And so, in the middle of that assault, where we're being annihilated from every avenue because the gutless, spineless Republicans don't have the cojones to do what they they say they believe in these things, but yet they never verbalize the the fight for it. In the middle of all that full-out assault on Trump supporters, he adopts the language of the extreme far left. And he attacks us with the same lingo in the same condition. That was the problem. True yeah, you, I, I, you and I agree on that, too. You, I, I, I think it was probably— you, Ted. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, Doug, we're on the same page as far as what Ted Cruz said. And the context Look, in which he said it. it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think we're on the same page about what he's I, – I would not have called it a terrorist act. I don't think he should have, and I think when he did, in the context in which he did, it gave fuel or animation to the left. On all those fronts, we agree. He apologized. He said it so, was sloppy and he shouldn't so, have done it, and that – is the phrase he has used to call people who have attacked police for years. Do you accept that? I agree with Tucker Carlson. Seth Gorka said, um, screw you, Ted. And I tend to think the same thing. We have for 40 years let them crap all over us again and again and again. Uh, You know, McCain used to do it. The establishment does it all the time. 
and they suck up to the left, and the left can, and it, and it, and it obviously is a bad strategy because the left has advanced whether we're in power or not. Uh, Doug, fair, so fair point. We, Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Do you think Ted meant to suck up to the left? Yes. You yes. do? No, I, I think, no, here's, here, uh, Gorka had a good point. I heard him on Netflix last night, or not Netflix, uh, Newsmax. Anyhow, he said, he said he is so smart. He's, he's a, in a, a very established lawyer. He knows how to be exceedingly precise legally and he's always been exceedingly precise he wouldn't go that far off unless it was for some you know um some benefit now historically in the past that happens to us all the time and we're all like well let's all get along because but i think we're all just sick of it it it, it it's aiding the narrative of the bad Nazi conservative. Can I can I make a small point? Let me make a small point and ask you a big question, Doug. Small point, big question, and sure. a big question. That they're not necessarily related. Let me do the big question first. What would Ted Cruz have to do to get back into your get good graces here? Well, I well I would say he has to keep apologizing. But two, I, this is going to sound terrible. Yeah. But he, I will campaign for him, and I'll continue to give contributions. Yeah. That's a separate thing. Okay. But he, there has to be some price to pay. Think of all the crap that we put up with. Has there ever been a political price to pay? No. That's why I have come on several but, times. But if he you. pays a price, and I don't know what it is, but I assume you mean at the ballot box, if he pays a price, who loses? Well, I'm not even – remember I said I – Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean that's the tricky notice. thing. Can I make a no, small point? I'm, Let me make the small point sure. I wanted to too and I'll, sure. and I'll ask you to chew on it um, and and maybe call back uh, next week if you want uh, or whenever you feel like it. But this notion that he's very, 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 very smart and every word is careful and he doesn't make mistakes, it's baloney. I have to tell you I have worked with some of the most articulate and intellectual people in the world. And they all make mistakes. They all make mistakes. Everyone does. And when the microphone is in front of you and you say somewhere on the order of probably 25,000 words a week in public or more, maybe 100,000 words a week in public or more, you're going to make mistakes. No one speaks perfectly. Not Churchill, not Kennedy, not Reagan. They don't. It's not true. You can make a mistake. I'm not saying Ted did here. I'm just saying this notion. I'm just saying this notion that someone so well educated and so smart and so articulate doesn't have the ability to make these verbal mistakes. It's not true. I've never known it. I've never known of it. I don't know the example of an articulate person who hasn't made a mistake and who hasn't had to apologize from time to time. Welcome back to the Seth. Oh, my gosh. And there shines a good deed on a cloudy day. Tina in Star Valley. How are you, Tina? <laughs> I am great. That's from Shakespeare <laughs> or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, whichever you prefer. Oh, it's good to hear your voice. So shines. The, the line is actually, so shines a good deed in a dreary world. That's the line. It's oh, 
dreary. Yeah, so That's shines lovely. a good deed in a dreary world. It's from Shakespeare and Willy Wonka. Well, thank you so much, and, you and uh, it's nice to talk to you again. I have been listening. I just, uh, you know, life has been uh, complicated. So, uh, um, but uh, I, I did want to address uh, Ted Cruz good. and the, the, fo- the faux insurrection, sure. and I would respectfully disagree with you on this issue. I think the the word terrorist is too hot button a word, and I, I kind of am I'm actually quite with Doug from Maricopa, uh, who I think made a very uh, articulate argument that Ted, uh, Ted's a problem, I think, and here's why I don't think, if it was an error, it was a Freudian slip. Um, I, I, the fact that he picked that word, it's, it's too much. Um, you know, other errors... Maybe, uh, yeah, I could go with, but the word terrorist is so fraught with uh, accusation and, you know, I mean, the people who are Can I just correct one small thing or clarify one small thing with you, Tina? You said you think you disagree with me on the use of the word terrorist. I said it was a wrong word to use. I don't know if we actually disagree. Do we? Maybe we do, but I I don't think we do. I don't think the word terrorist applies. I don't don't think it should have been used. I think we agree, actually. Yeah, okay. and and okay. perhaps perhaps my disagreement. Yeah, I uh, point well. I taken. just want to make sure we're I, on the. Yeah, I'm following your line. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. But I think his choice of the word terrorist is too big a, a slip to be just um, you know just a, a, a sort of innocent accident. I do think it's more of a Freudian slip, and that worries me because um, you know the the reason that those people are incarcerated in dreadful conditions, and I know you've had uh, Julie from American Greatness on, and she's been wonderful about trying to call attention to the it, it's it's horrible, and they're allowed to do that because they are they are branded as terrorists. And the odious Patriot Act is the foundation of that, and I warned against it when it was passed, and here we are. Americans are being incarcerated in gulags because they're terrorists. So for Ted to call um, these people terrorists, I think, is is a grave indication that we need to beware of Ted. Now, I do. when you – okay. Uh, when See, I, 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 I watched the, the Tucker interview um, a couple of times. I was going to play the audio. I, I still can. I'm happy to if we want to. I, I – thought it would be more important to take calls but either way it doesn't matter and i i i i hear you say ted's a problem and i who's the solution well that, it, it, you're right uh in asking that and does it not I make you know. a little a little hesitant or a little nervous to say ted's a problem um it, it i guess it does but then it makes me more nervous to uh, avert my eyes and pretend like he's not a problem. Okay, no, that's fair. I, that that That's also a fair point. But given his record, that's what's behind that's, – that's obviously what's behind my question. When we say Ted's a problem, sure. it's because of his record. Given his right. record – I mean the, the questions are because of his record. Given his record, what about you doesn't accept his apology? Um, I – I don't know if there is a sufficient apology okay. for branding people. You know, I, 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 I've come from many experiences in my life, and some with very abusive people. 
and I'm not saying that he's right, even right. in that right, 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 right. But you know, the, the the whole thing about abusive people is that they're so quick to apologize, yeah. and yet it doesn't actually fix the problem. Um, you know, we were always taught in therapy when I was, uh, you know, undergoing that, is that you make amendments to people, sure. and you actually, I mean, I don't even know what amendment he could do okay. to uh, obviate this, this problem. Does he need to be but sanctioned word, or punished? Does he need to pay a price, uh, in Doug's word, I, phrase? Uh, you know, by, uh, who would do it, and uh, to whom would he pay? Well, that's the <laughs> question. Know, the, the that's the question. So we got an apology from him. He was right. taken to the woodshed over this on national television and apologized. And we still right. have people that say he needs to pay a price. Now, when it comes to an elected leader, there's really only one price. And I fear right. what replaces him. And I agree with that. I, and, and so perhaps the, the, uh, the evil of two lessers, is it? Uh. <laughs> yeah, it could be the evil of two lessers, I suppose. <laughs> But there's an intellectual issue, too, here, Tina, and it's this. Maybe it's not so much intellectual as rhetorical. We as a movement have a love-hate relationship with law enforcement. We're naturally inclined to say we're a party or a movement that wants to respect the Constitution, the laws, and I don't know of a Republican that doesn't campaign on a phrase like law and order. Right. We, we do this. Uh, a lot of us say let back the blue. A lot of us have put up flags. Um, a lot of us were horrified at the beatings physically and verbal the police were taking, particularly throughout 2020. That's on one side. And I think you would tell me if I'm misstating something that we both oh, agree no, on. I, on one I, side, there's I that. Agree. Uh, OK. And yes. yet and yet. We also have a legitimate, justifiable, and philosophical, all the way back to our founding, natural distrust of the apparatuses and power and force of government. And over the last several years, particularly, have seen a deep corruption in parts of law enforcement, particularly at the federal level, haven't we? I'm thinking Department of Justice. I'm thinking FBI. I'm thinking that sort of thing, right? Egregious. You're you're right. So both things are true, I think, or at least we agree on both things. Someone in Ted's position, if I heard him right on Tucker last night, was he has been a stand-up guy defending law enforcement when it was throughout 2020 and law enforcement was under the gun. Right. He he stood up for a lot of the police throughout 2020 and he called people attacking them terrorists right yes okay is it so hard to imagine that when it comes to attacking the police that's the word he thinks of that's the word he uses that's the word he used many many times and would use it again even though the attack may have come from a different partisan angle is it so hard to accept that or is that hard to accept at all no you make a you make a good point and and you know, on the on the devil's advocate flip yeah, side, yeah. Um, those people on January sixth, uh, they they were not strategic, right? And oh no! That, I that mean, I think a, they set the cause back of whatever the cause was. They were trying to oh, achieve yeah. they whatever it was. They set it back because the yeah. yeah 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 okay. And so perhaps I can I can I can 
bend on that and understand that perhaps it was a misuse of a word. I, I'm just going to be cautious. I be get cautious. it. I get it. Uh, I think caution is warranted. And I think anytime someone uses the left-wing talking points, they should be called out for it. Uh, I have to take a break. You're welcome to stay on and come back if you have another point you wanted to make. You're welcome to it. I don't want anyone to get short shrift here. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Good. Tina, I'm glad you stayed. Uh, go ahead uh, and feel free to pick up where you left off or make any other point you'd like. Well, I, I think uh, Doug uh, from Maricopa really said a lot for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was he or perhaps the gentleman before him was talking about Republicans kowtowing to the left. I don't think that Ted Cruz was doing that. But, again, you know, I'm, I'm cautious about what I sure. consider to be a bit of a Freudian slip. Sure. And I think, I, I think we've resolved that one. The other, the other thing is uh, we are coming to a point, I think, where the left is feeling very threatened. And when these people feel threatened, they get really dangerous. And, uh, you know, we <clears throat> look at what's happening in Australia now where the latest uh, thing that I've heard is that they are locking down people who are unvaccinated. They are confining them to their homes. They can't even go out to work. Maybe go to the hospital, maybe get food. And, you know, I'm thinking the left would like to do that to us. I'm terrified of it. I'm terrified yeah. of it. If you go back, this and, 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 you know, this is why I think I was so animated I don't know, Bill, do you remember when the first time is I spoke out on COVID? I think we did it once, but I'm pretty sure it was February. It might have been March of 2020. But I I, I know it was early and I could go back and look at my op-eds on this too. But Tina, I mean, I constantly in the back of my head have a 1966 speech. I've closed the show with it many a time. Maybe we'll do it today for good measure. But close the the show many a time with a 1966 speech from Ronald Reagan in New York City where he said, am I something to the effect of, am I afraid of tyranny here uh, from this government? Yes, because tyranny can only come from a government. And I, I think the difference between conservatives and leftists and I, I don't know that there's a liberal party in America anymore. I think there's a conservative party and there's a left-wing party. And, and I think that just the, the, one, one of the key distinctions between the conservative movement and the left-wing movement is we are very, very, very much like the founders concerned about government power because it tends to corrupt and it can corrupt absolutely and become tyrannous. This was the point of the Federalist Papers. This was the point of the Constitution. If you read the Federalist Papers, right? I don't think the left does care. I think running deeply through them is a terrible authoritarian personality disorder, a terrible one. Yes, and, yes. And, 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 I, and, and, they, and they act on it with righteous belief in the justice of their yep. cause. And I had a... I don't know if it was a rough call. Let's call it a a stronger or or heated call with a a listener earlier. And it was a little sharper than most people. It's okay. It was a little sharper than most people. But that is that is much more common on the left than on our side, much more common on Mm -hmm. the left than on our side. There is a fierce, rigid adherence 
to ideological purity on the other side that gives no credence or credibility to what we say or what we think. And it is dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah, it's, ter- it's terribly dangerous. And the dangerous First and- Amendments oh. to go under their yeah. example yep. have been the first, have been yep. the fourth, have been the fifth, and you bet they're yep. working on the second. Oh, yeah. And for whatever reason, uh, well, probably because I, I follow the disarmament and then they yeah, 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 yeah. genocide. Yeah. You know, of, but I think of the, the Pol Pot, uh, you know, Cambodian yep. <clears throat> atrocities. Yep. And I, I think of the the almost, uh, I don't know, I don't want to call them inhuman, but the scary behavior of these people is if they were possessed yeah. by some kind of demonic yep. power. Yep. Um, and I think that I think that that people who are insecure and want to join a cult are now being increasingly drawn to the left because the left has become a cult. The only distinction um, I would make, for, uh, yes, I, 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 you and I might quibble on the word cult. I, I would certainly call it a church or a religion. The only reason I'm hes- yeah. the only reason I'm hesitant to use the word cult is they're not secret about it. There's no secrecy oh, that's involved. That's the only. I, I think that's they're true. open, and I think they're evangelizing in public. Yes, I agree. But yeah, agree. it's a religion, which makes it it's, all the harder yeah. to argue with using reason. It makes it all yeah, the harder because they don't they don't care about debate. Right. They care about us being. They care dead. about submission. They want. Yeah. They want. Yeah. They want to submit. Oh, yeah. And and in that way, they 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 uh, are much like the radical Islamists, uh, you know, who want submission. That's that. You know. Uh, well, listen. I mean, uh, you know them by their fruits. What are they trying to do to us? Silence us? You bet. You bet. That's the first thing that went, our right to freedom of speech and freedom of assembly. You bet. We could all use a little Jimmy Buffett every Friday. I don't want a Friday to happen without a little Jimmy Buffett. I think it's going to happen naturally just because we have enough of him in our bumper music, in our bumper collection. Full lines, we'll get, I think we'll be able to get to everyone. Sarah in Phoenix, thank you for your patience. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Seth. Um, I wanted to answer a couple of questions that you asked Ryan. Sure. Um, that he he was just so upset he wasn't able to quite... Uh, fair enough. I think he fair, yeah, no, I, I get yeah. it. He was, he was a little upset, and it's hard to... Yeah, I get it. That's fine. Yeah, I think he had... Probably the answer. Probably it was, yeah. you know, and I and I feel the same frustration. Okay, I, I have to tell you, okay. I'm I'm beyond frustrated, but and mostly with the Republican Party. Um, you asked that. Um, uh, what do you say to the fact that there are more Republicans and Democrats that feel the 2016 election was stolen? No, 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 no. There, there are, are there are more no. Democrats. Who thought 2016 was stolen? Then there are Republicans who thought 2020 was stolen. The Democrats okay, well, believe they, the illegitimacy yeah. of the 2016 election in greater numbers than Republicans believe in the illegitimacy of the 2020. Right, election. but the de- remember, the Democrats are always united 
the Republican Party, there's a huge percentage faction, the establishment ones, the Bushes, the, the Romneys. Yeah, I know, but this is a poll. This is, this is a poll. This is a well, poll I know, from, okay. but I mean, th- there are people, there are Republican citizens that agree with those people. So the Republicans are not 100% united. Democrats will never, ever say anything against their leadership or you know, their agendas. I mean, Republicans are, like somebody said earlier, they're very independent-minded. Um, but there's there's su- such a big number, and they probably influence people. But, you know, the big loose Cheney movement and things like that, that's all, that's all anti-Trump. And, that's, and then you ask who, who represents, I, I was kind of astounded that he didn't have an answer, who represents what he's trying yeah, to say, yeah. you know, his, I mean, what Donald national Trump, leader or figure represents Donald, the base Donald he's Trump, describing? Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, um, the, the okay. governor of South Dakota. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but Donald Trump said, yeah. right? Donald Trump said, I condemn the violence that we saw last week. This was a week after right. it. Violence and vandalism right. have absolutely no place in our country and no place in our right. movement. I know, but you're then forgetting that there were a mixture of pro- of groups in that crowd. I'm not forgetting that. But I'm not forgetting not? that. Okay. Of course well, not. He, well, just because he condemns the violence, he's not just he's not condemning the people who are innocent, who are protesting verbally. No, of course not. not. Who would? Yeah, well, that's well, totally no, protected First say, Amendment speech. I'm not criticizing him either. Right. Right. No, I'm just saying that. Donald Trump, and I agree with him, I condemn whatever violence, most of the violence is coming from left-leaning groups. That I agree were, with that. that were I agree with that. This is yeah. our problem. So I mean, yeah, yeah. The, well, so it's not inconsistent for Donald Trump to say that he condemns all violence. He, he didn't, didn't say all violence. No, he con- said I mean, he condemned the violence at the Capitol. He said it. Anyone right, breaching. Yeah, right. Okay. But there are different. There were different. But there were people there that were planted in there. I mean, for heaven's sake. Whether there were or weren't, you and I don't have a disagreement. Whether there were or weren't, you would say there was violence committed against the Capitol building and officers in the Capitol building. Right. Okay. But it. But it it was committed, in my opinion, and in my opinion, it was committed by Antifa and Black Lives Matter uh, surrogates. I mean, uh, people that were within all of that it? whole group. All of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think the people that are incarcerated are totally innocent. And it's a shock to me that Republican Party doesn't. This is the problem. This is why we get humiliated and beaten up. Because No, no one who nobody... breached the Capitol on January 6th was a Trump supporter. I don't know whether there was anyone that breached it, but they were not violent. They were not armed. So well, being violent and being armed are that. two different things, as we know. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you know how a mob, you you know what happens when there's inciting a mob. You know, you know. Yeah, what and we want the mob arrested, I mean, don't I, we? I, well, the, yeah, but the people that were arrested didn't do anything heinous. They didn't even arrest the cops that shot the woman. 
I mean, that's there, a different point. That's a different point. That's a different point. I don't know. I think it's connected personally. Um, I mean, I think the points are very much connected because there's hypocrisy, total hypocrisy, the kinds of things, whatever a Trump supporter may have done. So just so I understand, so we, uh, just so we have clarity, Sarah, you don't uh-huh, think uh-huh. anyone who entered January, the Capitol on January 6th, any of them. Illegally, any of them were members, self-declared members of the right, a conservative movement, or Trump supporters. No, I'm sure okay. there were. I'm okay. saying they were caught up in what would – I mean, don't you think there's a difference? Don't you think the instigators of chaos – I mean, you. I've listened to you for a long time, and I know you know that the Democrats – always have a strategy and they're always behind a lot of what is bad in this country i mean they 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 don't condemn the riots of 2020 i mean they knew i don't know i i I gotta tell you i've spent a lot of time talking about this very issue uh because i am Mm -hmm. i am i am horrified horrified Mm -hmm. over the notion that a president of the united states can be impeached for words he said invoking peaceful protest. I am horrified by it, and it gets to the very point you're making, the very point. There is a difference between those who literally engage in illegal incitement, those who are accused of inciting, and those who commit the violence. And every notion of justice I know should punish those who commit the violence more than someone who utters words. More than someone who utters words. It's the act of the body that is subject to the coercion of the laws, Thomas Jefferson said, not the operations of the mind or the voice. We don't criminalize speech here. We criminalize action. We did have a couple of callers that I wished I could have gotten to. Um, if you're hearing me and you're on hold, you know who you are. Uh, so call me Monday. I'll put you right at the top. I apologize. It's just the shortest of all segments. And I did invoke this Reagan line. And the notion that it can't happen here, I don't accept. It can happen here, whatever the it is. And what convinced me was Ronald Reagan. What convinced me was Ronald Reagan, and I had mentioned this with one of my callers earlier. Was it Tina or Sarah? I don't remember. It was with one of my previous callers that I often close the show with this. It's been a while. This is what I'm talking about. When I first suggested the danger of government control inherent in so many federal handouts, there were people who denied vehemently that every, any such thing could ever take place. And yet, before too long, the same people were saying, what's wrong with government control? And in the recent days, we've heard representatives in the higher echelons of government ask us, well, are you afraid of your own government? Well, to tell you the truth, I am. And all of us should be. And I speak not in a partisan sense of an administration or individuals. I'm talking of the institution of government. Wasn't this the admonition of the Founding Fathers that government tends to grow, to take on power, 
until freedom eventually is lost. The fact is, and we can't escape it, only government is capable of tyranny. Yeah, exactly right. We'll figure it out together, folks. God bless you all. Class dismissed. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.